Hello, hello, everyone. This is Jacqueline Jacks with Jacks Daily on AVA Live Radio. Happy to be here with you again. So excited. If you haven't subscribed and you are a musician, I would suggest you go over to musicmarketinginsider.com because that's my weekly newsletter. And I have an amazing course coming out at the end of this month. We are going to do a pre-launch on a new How to Become an Influencer course. That's right. If you want to take what you love and what you know and what you do really, really well, and you want to build a social media presence around it and then make it a career, a full-time career, this is the course that's going to show you how to do it. I've been working on it for months and months, and I'm so excited. We're finally going to be launching that for you. Those who are on my email list, will get the first notification and all kinds of special goodies as a result of being there. So musicmarketinginsider.com, even if you're not a musician, go get on that list. I talk about all kinds of things, social media. I also have a website at jacquelinejacks.tv. All right, with that being said, how to build a social media presence that sponsors cannot resist and have to give you money in order to be on. Whether you're on YouTube, Instagram, wherever you choose to be, it is really important that you understand that there are certain things that you need to be doing in order to shape that out properly. Because even if you're not going to monetize in the beginning, which I highly I, I recommend that you don't try to monetize right away unless you are like a musician and you uh, work for tips and people want to buy your albums. Well, that's different. You're going to monetize right away. But if you have a small following and you're looking to monetize with brands, it's probably not going to be to their benefit right off the bat. Maybe they'll send you some free goodies if you have really high engagement. But as far as using outside sources to monetize, of course, it's not going to be very valuable to them in the beginning. But to you, to you, even from day one, if you have a product to sell, the, the fact that you don't have social media followers on that page yet has nothing to do with whether that product is going to sell or not. The, the product is either good or it's not. And if it's not, they'll tell you. But if it is good, if the value meets the quality of the product and it's very useful and people feel emotionally tied to want to purchase that, then at any point in time, that's a great time to monetize. So we're talking about both of those things here on this episode. So many YouTube channels thrive on sponsored videos. We know that, but only when they get up to a certain point. Whether you're showing off a clothing line or you're talking about, you know, the new hotel that you want to travel to, maybe somebody has got some products that they want you to try out and review. Those are all ways that you can monetize on your social media page. But past that, there are also some other interesting routes like signing up with affiliate accounts such as Amazon. That's a great way to kick off monetization. Why? Because you'll get an idea for what the people want from you, what they trust, and how you can deliver that message really accurately and in the best possible way that speaks to your audience. Now, like I said, you don't need to do this right away because at first, we're going to want to build a social media presence and a community and something that people really show up for. If you're only pushing products, they're not going to come back, right? So you have to make sure that you are very in tune to both your own narrative and what people want most from you. 
So I like to tell you all to really make a list in the beginning of what it is that you think people most want to hear from you. What is it that they most compliment you on? Are you singing a certain style that they like? Do you tell jokes? Do you storytell? Do you write poetry? Are you a writer and inspirational with your words? What is it that people like most? Maybe it's your photography or your videography. Maybe it's the way that you craft whatever it is that you're skilled at doing and people want to see more of that. Maybe it's time-lapse videos for your artwork because they're just mesmerized by the live streams and the process. There's so many things that you could do that would help you build a social media presence. And the reason why we talk about that is because you have to identify what you do really, really well and what you're most skilled at before you can shape out a social media page to be able to put it in front of people in the most impactful way. I think you'll understand if you try and think of all the people that you really admire and you look at their pages. If you see pages that you can't help but associate yourself with, that you go back to often because you know they're going to deliver one thing and they're going to do that really well. I always think of my idols, right? The people that I follow on a regular basis, the people that I look up to. Why do I look up to them? What is it that they're giving me, feeding me for free that I keep going back for and depend on? That is what you want to make your social media pages like. Hopefully that's going to strike home with you guys. And if you have questions, be sure to come and hang out with me on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, wherever you like to be or even on my blog, JacquelineJacks.com, and leave me a comment. I'd love to hear what you think that might be from you. So establishing a family and building these friends around your narrative is certainly very, very important. That strikes as number one in my top three tips today. A brand will be judged by anyone, anything, and it, it itself has to represent both your narrative what it is that you do really, really well, and what people can expect from you every time they come back. If you're building your social media pages with those things in mind, then you have a better bet that people are going to follow you. They're going to easily start engaging with your social page, and they're going to keep coming back for more. The more memorable that information is, the more likely they'll come back. The more emotionally tied they become to your brand, the more they'll remember your name. So these are things you want to think about when you're trying to shape up your social media strategy. And I always start with this because these are the things that when you're not in the room, people most know about you. And that's where a brand actually begins. Now, Over time, you're going to be developing this out. You're going to be shaping it out more and more within your niche. And as people start to follow you, they're going to depend on you for these things. What is that that's on your list? You have to answer that question for yourself because I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you that you're going to be, you know, the most emotional singer-songwriter that is going to speak to people who have to deal with struggles in life. I'm not going to be able to, to say that every single person listening to this episode right now is a wonderful cook and is going to show people how to eat well and be healthy. I'm not going to tell you that you're all going to write books. Whatever it is for you is what you need to write down on that paper right now, and you need to figure out what you're going to talk about what the narrative is going to be and what it's going to look like. How are you going to paint that? 
Is it going to be delivered in video, images, a combination of both, a podcast? How is it going to get to the end user? That is what we need to think about before we, we start just throwing things up on social media. By having a plan, you guys are going to be able to collect amazing communities around what it is that you want to do for the rest of your life. And it might just be for the next couple of years, but isn't it good to get up every day and say, you know what, I do this really, really well, and I can't wait to get it out there. I can't wait to feed the monster because everybody wants it. That is a really good feeling. Now, number two on my list, my hit list, is build a well-defined niche audience. Now, I talked a little bit about this all throughout this uh, segment so far, and that's because it's so important that you know who you're talking to. And if what you choose to do isn't going to align well with a niche audience, then maybe you need to either broaden that niche so that you have a lot to talk about that is relatable, or you need to shrink down your target so that what it is that you're going after speaks to those people really, really well. Defining that core audience is a huge thing. I think a lot of people miss the mark when they're trying to focus their content and they try to speak to everyone. You can't speak to everyone or you'll speak to no one. You have to know exactly who it is that your followers are and what they like to receive from you. And if you get that right, you can really build a very powerful and strong brand and audience around that brand. Now, if you hit the head on the mark as far as what it is that you love, that you're good at, that you don't mind talking about every day, and that you're going to commit to, then it's even better. Because now you've built a community around something that you love and you're passionate about, and that you can keep going with. That it's not just, okay, build it for a couple of years and sell it. That is something that doesn't have heart, and it's not likely to do well unless you're really passionate about it. So, Lead with your passion, figure out what it is that you love, and then you will be able to build that well-defined niche around it. Now, the reason why people or brands will want to do business with you is because when you have attracted the right audience, they are most engaged. They really are. They show up, they come back because you're giving them exactly what it is that they originally followed you for, and you've become known for that. That attracts brands to your channel, no matter how many people are following you, even if you're not the most, like the largest, even if you just have 10,000 followers and you don't have 100,000 followers, if those 10,000 people are highly concentrated and really active on your page, you are more valuable to every brand that wants to put a product in front of them. As long as the product matches the niche, you believe in the product, you've tried it, you love it. And it's something that the people who follow you will get great value out of having in their lives. Those are the three things you always need to deliver. You can't ever deliver things that don't exist in your life and make your life better. Because if you're trying to push a product on somebody, they will instantly lose trust in you. And you can never take that trust for granted. I talk about that a lot. But don't concentrate even on building just one audience on one social media page, because I always feel like 
You have to work from your website first and your email list. And then as a result, you get to find people on these social media pages. So when they go on YouTube or Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, they are finding you. They're discovering what it is that you do great. But if you house all of the goodies on your own website, you're now controlling where people get their joy, where people get their fix from you. And by doing that, you don't lock yourself down to one audience. Now you've got a situation where they come to your website, you've got analytics there, you're in control of it, you're finding people out there on social media, but leading them all back to this conversion place where you can put anything, anytime, any way, and you will always have access to your audience. Now, if you've, if you've been on Facebook for a long time, this is a good example because you've seen how where in the beginning you were able to do things on Facebook and it was kind of nice, right? You could access the audience and then they started shutting that timeline down and then you couldn't access but 1% of your audience. So for people who are building their business or their niche or their brand in a platform like that, it's kind of like building this amazing business on top of a volcano because sooner or later, that volcano is going to explode and then boof, there goes your business. So you never ever want to build everything you're doing on top of someone else's website or platform. And that's basically what you're doing if you're just building on YouTube or just building on Instagram, Twitter. You have to always start on your website and get people trained to looking at a space that you can control all the time. Then you master the social media pages that you like, put content on those that will get a result and will push people to your website and your newsletter as a result of giving them those little pieces. And it can be clips that can be a lot of value you can put on the social media pages, but you have to always be promoting that the intention, and if you really want to jump into my world, you're going to go crazy about what I've got here rather than just what I have here. So you don't want to build the spaces where you are not in control of your website. You want to make sure that everything is always evolving on the website and moving out from there. That's going to serve everyone better. And there's not a brand that I've ever worked with that hasn't been more focused on the insights of my websites and who I have on my email list and what that open rate is. Everybody wants to see that open rate. When I'm going to work with a brand, they want to see, sure, they want to see how I'm translating on Twitter, how many people are coming off of Twitter going onto the website. Can I move people from one space to another? Those are the kind of questions they ask. And that's what I'm able to deliver because my website shows them who's coming to it, where the, what the countries are, what times of day, what kind of content performs the best. I mean, all of those analytics and in detail, I know even how much the average income, yearly income is of the people who read my websites. All of that is very, very valuable. So if you want a social media page and a community built, that will be attractive to brands. It's kind of deceiving because it all starts with housing evergreen content in your own world and branching out to those social media pages from there. That way you have more than just one thing to be able to offer a brand. And that is very, very attractive, especially should one of these social media pages go down. Guys, my last tip for today is work 
only with your favorite, favorite products and work only in a space that you truly, truly love. I talked about passion just a second ago. I can't tell you enough how important it is to be passionate about what you do and what you want for your future. I always say that, you know, getting what you want is sometimes a blessing, but sometimes it's a curse because you never really understand what it's like to walk in someone's shoes until you've actually been. So think very, very cautiously and carefully about how you want to spend your time, what you want to talk about, and what the future is, because all of these little moves that you're doing with me right now, you're planning a big, big future for them. And I want to make sure that you think ahead in that way, just a little bit, so that the short-term goals really align well with your long-term goals. Don't forget, always focus on engagement on all the social media platforms. That is the key to everything, and that is seriously what all of the brands and sponsors want to find most. They want engaged people that jump spaces, go look at products, and really will appreciate any product that is in line with the brand and is open to discover them. This is Jacqueline Jacks for Daily Jacks on AVA Live Radio. Don't forget, we will be back every day this week. Never miss a beat. And I will catch you guys again soon.